Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. How's it going? We are about to put it all on the line for Hell in a Cell predictions. The Super Smart Brothers title is up for grabs. Again. Are you ready to taste defeat in Hell in a Cell? It's hot. I mean, I'm ready to win, but if I don't, I just have another show in like a a week after that, right? And then after that, it's like another (laughs) week, and then we have another shot. Like it immediately takes away a lot of the stakes, doesn't it? Yes. And especially with (laughs) when you're announcing matches uh, like of the second show ahead of the first, right? So like Mm -hmm. what was one of the ones? It was they announced New Day versus I believe Cesaro and Sheamus for the Australia show, Mm -hmm. but they're going to be facing Rusev Day at Hell in a Cell, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for like with Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss, like they already have announced like Alexa Bliss is fighting um, Trish Stratus at Evolution. Evolution. And it's heavily rumored, at least, that you know Ronda Ronda Rousey will be fighting Nikki Bella. Mm. Because I don't think there was any official announcement for anything like that, right? I don't think so. Um, you know what the match I want to see, though, for Ronda? Is just her and Alicia Fox, where she just throws Alicia Fox all over the place. Alicia Fox. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was last week, right? Where she was just tossing her around, and Alicia was just, like, ragdolling, and it was awesome. Yeah, that's just that's like the Ronda Rousey <clears throat> go-to spot right now, right? It's the couple of judo throws where she just ragdolls a bitch. Yeah. To get her ready for the armbar. Like, it works. Mm-hmm. I would like her to maybe at some point maybe uh, work in another move or something with it. Like maybe if she throws a person over and then like kicks them and then throws yeah. them over and like, yeah, mix it up a little bit sometimes. But And I think we'll see that eventually. It's going to be like an evolution thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't I don't think it'll be stuck being in like a five moves of doom scenario forever like John Cena. <laughs> no, he threw in a six move. Yeah, I heard there was a sixth move in China. Which is just a backhanded fist, and that's it. <laughs> yep. And it's like, really? Did we have to hype that up? Well, I think I think that just plays to the fact that John Cena is a little bit of a troll. Mm. Like he he was building up that move like on social media, talking about how he was going to be unveiling like a new sixth move of Doom at the China show, and I think he had to build up so much hype and then have it be something that's so underwhelming on purpose. It's part of the point. Yeah, that's fine. And, and that makes a little more sense. Yeah. And also, like, that's just, you know, that's never John Cena's greatest thing. Like, he's more of a character and he's an okay wrestler. Yeah. 
Well, he's he's the kind of guy that when you put him in there with somebody who's really amazing, he can step up to their level sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But he's never the guy who's going to ring general lead somebody to a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's going to be kind of like an interesting task for at least a couple of different people. It seems like coming up here in the future, especially with like going into that evolution pay per view. Like before we go into t- going back and talking about Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. uh, like because we just mentioned some of the build because like evolution is like also kind of in this big thing right because we've got like becky lynch and charlotte are fighting at this pay-per-view they're going to be fighting at evolution and i think are they also fighting at super show i think so like they've got so many of these matches yeah that's just like already lined out and they're back to back it's yeah it's, it's very much like remember earlier this year we had wrestlemania and then it was like greatest royal rumble and then like backlash or extreme rules or whatever the fuck it was but they were like like three, three or shows. four shows all within like a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's just, it's way too much. Like all the different matches didn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, especially because you're trying to build up one match to one and then the person also has to build up like another match. So then it gets confusing of who they're talking about. Like, Right. And they, and they did, they, I feel like they don't do a good enough job of distinguishing and setting up different matches for these shows, right? Like a lot of these are repeats. So then they do blend together. Like, we're going to have Rum, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman fighting it, I assume, at all of these shows, except for Evolution, because there's no men on that one. Yeah. Like, they're just going to kind of keep going back to that over and over again. You've got AJ and Samoa Joe over and over again. And it's it's going to do the same kind of thing, I think, that they did with, like, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura was, like, one of the biggest victims of this earlier this year, where they just crammed all these matches into this short period of time. So that they all kind of blended together. Very few of them really meant anything. And then by the end of it, it just kind of felt very underwhelming. Because you had so many matches in such a short period of time. That like you got the worst of both worlds. Yeah. So we've got Hell in a Cell coming up this Sunday, September 16th, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Super Showdown, October 6th. And then WWE Evolution, October 28th. Damn, that is a lot of, and then there's, you know, rumors of what was it, another Saudi Arabia show in November. November. So that'll be another big ass show. There'll be Survivor Series. Is yeah, um, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and it is crazy too that like you would think that with so many of these shows, you'd want to mix up some of the talent a little bit more. Like at least to give them some credit, at least for like Hell in a Cell, like Rusev Day is challenging for the tag titles. That's different. Yes. And then for the Super Showdown, they have, I guess they kind of gave away the result, or the card mm-hmm. could change. I guess I can give them that. But then they have, they're advertising New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. So that one, you're not just getting a rematch. True. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's another good uh, point to point out, too, just the fact that card is subject to change. Yeah. So, even though it looks like they're gearing up for a lot of rematches, that could obviously change. And could even change with, you know, the unfortunate circumstance of injury. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that that throws the the whole game off balance. But Yeah, I guess that's one thing people don't consider with all this money getting thrown around from, like, they have this Fox deal and then Saudi Arabia is supposed to be throwing them a whole bunch of money for another show. It's like, well, what about the, like, stress on your guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and girls? Like... Having yeah. to travel so much and do all these shows, you're increasing the chance of injury on each one. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely true. Definitely true. It's it is a very weird kind of business model and stuff like that, right? Because like WWE seems to be so much more like as opposed to I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. WWE sells itself on it being WWE, mm-hmm. right? Like most people when they go to buy a ticket to a show, I would assume it's more so just about the fact that they're a WWE fan. They want to go see a big show and they're just going to go. Not necessarily because they want to go see a specific match. Like maybe that yes. happens. Maybe once in a while that'll happen, like with a mm-hmm. WrestleMania or something like that. But very much so. Like if you look at the UFC, like mm-hmm. people buy tickets to those shows for a specific match. Like when mm-hmm. George St. Pierre came out of retirement people wanted to go see him. It wasn't, oh, UFC is in town, let's go see it. No, you, you buy according to who's on the mm-hmm. card. Whereas, you're right, WWE, it's the exact opposite. Right, because, it, it, I mean, I could be totally fucking wrong, and I don't really have that much access to these numbers, but it seems to me, just based on what I have seen as far as, like, attendance numbers, ratings numbers, all those sorts of things, like, it doesn't really seem like within WWE's system that there are very many, very many draws and there almost can't be that many draws. Like, because WWE just kind of, like, keeps everybody down at a certain level. And, like, it's just such a big product that even... Because even if you were, like, drawn to just go see one person, like, would you mm-hmm. really go pay the ticket price to just go see one person and then have to sit through, like, six hours of other shit? No, like, that's... You would, you would only really bother going if you're just, like, a general WWE wrestling fan. Yeah. Like, if I was just would a have fan to of be... Ronda Rousey, like, Jesus Christ... Well, yeah, think about, like, Ronda Rousey used to draw people in the UFC because it was, uh, oh, yeah, Ronda's on the card. I only have to shit, sit through, like, a three-hour show, mm-hmm. and I get to see a Ronda match, and that's fine. But when now with WWE, it's like, oh, I would have to sit through six hours just to see a Ronda match? Like, nah, I'm good. And then, too, like, you know, half the things you're seeing are, like, you're seeing Ronda do other shit, you're not seeing her fight, or, or like, you mm-hmm. might see her just fucking get, like, screwed out of a title out of like through some strange storyline like you never know what you're gonna get but i don't know maybe the i don't know if i made me my point is being made clear enough, but i think i think part it of is. the fact that like wwe is so fucking big and that their marketing strategy is just to be like come to wwe because they also have so many shows that like it's yes. almost impossible to even market those shows as being specifically meaningful outside of something like wrestlemania or the royal rumble like, something where there's that built-in, like, you know this is special and different for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, every other show just feels like it's a WWE show. Like, to be honest, like, even though there's, like, I guess a couple more title matches happening at Hell in a Cell, does it feel that qualitatively different? Like, if you were an audience member, to be going no, no. to Hell in a Cell versus just going to, like, a Raw or a SmackDown? And see, and that's where it's a vicious cycle, where you and I complain that they do these pay-per-views like Hell in a Cell, where they have to have... A mm-hmm. couple of Hell in a Cell matches, in order to, uh, like, in qualify order to justify, it. Yeah, like calling it yeah. Hell in a Cell. Cell. So, yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, they have to have these types of shows with mm-hmm. the way they market it. Like your point of they have so many shows that are so similar, they have to market these shows where they're just like, "Hey, we have something different. Look at here." Like, mm-hmm. it's not just another show, <laughs> and that's why they have like Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell. TLC, all these other like specific pay-per-views, and I think they have to have those in order to be able to draw the audience that they want to draw. Because otherwise, it's just 
show number 57 of the year and everyone's on it is it the same as it at show number 50 like mm-hmm. true yeah because like it, they are very concerned or they're very concerned about like churning out like a consistent product that they know will make money rather than trying to i guess like experiment and see like what's gonna make a better wrestling product and show and then therefore the idea would be that if it's a better wrestling show people would want to come see it mm-hmm. they don't think that way they think this we did this this made x amount of dollars do that as many times as possible so then they'll just you know you see it a lot more up on the main roster than you do in nxt or even in any other promotion as far as like guys just repeating spots over and over again having the same kind of matches over and over again giving the same promos over and over again like having no character growth yeah well yes and it, it, that's because of their business model, right? They're right. a public company. They have shareholders to answer to, like, so. Well, it's like I think it's it's that and it's their their business philosophy as far as because the, they're, I think he's they're still so uncreative in a certain aspect that they're not concerned about like making a better, more interesting product because then their idea would be that like oh well if we make an interesting product more people would want to watch like AKA the Attitude Era where it was like our asses are up against the wall. We have to make an interesting, great wrestling show. Otherwise, people are just going to stop watching and watch something else mm-hmm. that was just as popular and big at the time. Like, that's still their only biggest advantage that they have right now is momentum. The fact that they're just still so big for so long, therefore, people know them better. Like, because, you know, once more, these other competition like New Japan and Ring of Honor and like the other kind of like coalition of indie wrestling that's going on right now, like, once that gets bigger eventually, then WWE should be more scared. But they mm-hmm. still kind of are able to sit in this bubble and they can they don't have to be risky, they don't have to make big sacrifices or changes. They can just say, like, oh, okay, well, us doing the shield reuniting again, like people like the shield. The shield sells lots of merchandise. So we'll just do that. Yeah. And then I guess eventually, you know, they're probably gonna that, I guess well, I'll maybe give them some credit a little bit on that one because I think that they do have a, a clear plan that they're probably going to turn Dean heel and then, you know, go on with that. But, like, so many of these other storylines, they don't have, like, it seems like there's no plan to go forward. It's just, let's put someone in this position because we think it'll make X amount of dollars and then that's mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example right now. But, um... Hmm. Well, I want. I don't want. I don't want to go into another Roman Reigns rant right now, so I won't do that because I feel like he's the good example, but I can't do it right now. Too many. Um. Anyway, moving on. No. Right. <laughs> on to what happened this week. Yeah. Let's see. Did you? How much of the stuff did you want to talk about from this week before we jump into Hell in a Cell? Uh, I mean, my biggest highlight was probably just I love the Becky Lynch attack on SmackDown. Um, it's nice to see the women get, like, that kind of spot, because that's just been a guy spot for so long. Like, specifically, like, Jericho has done it multiple times and things like that. So it was just a neat direction to see this feud go and love just seeing the crowd react to it the way they did. Yeah, and then it's like the people are still behind Becky. Like, it's... It was a little bit more drowned, right? Because it's it's harder to support her doing something like this, but yes, but it was still the, the crowd was still very much behind her, though. Definitely, 
and it was it was kind of an interesting but also sort of concerning end that is like oh shit she got the upper hand on charlotte going into the pay-per-view this is not good for like wwe's trip typical booking style this is not good mm-hmm. so well it was an interesting booking style for raw where the shield ended up with the upper hand at the end of the show yeah yeah definitely um i'm kind of curious because that's that could definitely go a couple different directions and it like part of it is like where does Vince's inclination lie? Like, mm-hmm. but I guess that's so much of WWE predictions. When we're arguing it and figuring it out, is it's like, all right, well, what do we think yeah. should happen? What do we think will happen? And what do we think <laughs> Vince is just going to like, decide? What to do, do, we, do What do we want to happen? Yeah. Um. Anyway, actually, you know, should we talk? A, I want to talk a little bit about some Lucha Underground stuff before we go into Hell in a Cell. Sure. Oh, just one more thing from oh, yeah. uh, Raw. Yeah. Well, actually, two more things. Sorry. Uh, Loved Mick Foley's promo um, about becoming the special guest referee for the Roman and Braun match. Yeah, I think that's definitely got some interesting potential here. Yes. And then, uh, what do you think of the name of the the grouping of Braun, Dolph, and Drew? The Dogs of War. I think it just completely reemphasizes the fact that this group only exists to oppose the Shield. Yes. (laughs) Dogs, Hounds... Yep. Of Justice War. Like Exactly. Yep. And yeah, you know, just yeah, to, to rub it even more of like, oh well the dogs, like the big dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's a I'm trying to remember, I think I heard this off and um I was listening to some wrestle talk and they were using the term Franken team. And I think it describes this perfectly, right? You're just mashing different bodies together and creating a team. Mm-hmm. Uh and like even to an extent like Dolphin um, Drew are a Franken team, but like they have a little better synergy than Braun in being in there. Like, yeah, every single time these guys come out, like it's not that like these three shouldn't be a force to be reckoned with in the ring because they do feel like that, but there's just no logical cohesion between these guys, and they're trying to act like it's like, oh man, like yeah, we're so tight of a group and we're we're bound by the whatever the fuck we're trying to do, I guess, beat the shield. Like, it's it's so much forced synergy out of nowhere. <laughs> no, that never happens in WWE. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's silly. I think it's short-lived, and I hope it dies soon. <laughs> just because it's like... Also, like, could they not have had fucking better... Perfect timing with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper being right there and both of their tag team partners not being around to put with Braun Strowman, who fit thematically way better with him, and they have history together with the Shield. Like, fuck you. I don't know why they do this shit. I don't know. It's not that bad. It's just one of those things with it could be a lot better. I think. Because then, I think, because the unfortunate thing is that I think that. Drew and Dolph get dragged into this when they'd be better served not fucking around with this. Yeah. Because the fact that they just saved the goddamn tag team division by decimating the B team now is like having to get sidetracked by the fact that now they have to deal with the shield. Like, Mm -hmm. they should be fucking up the revival. Because I thought, like, I assumed that the revival were going to come right back and come after these guys. But maybe that's coming down the line. They're, uh, They're still recovering from that surprise attack. Right, because it's like you've got them, you've got like the authors of pain, you've got Titus Worldwide, you've got other people in that division. Like, 
do some storylines. Let them dominate it for a little bit until eventually you're ready to break them up, of course. Mm-hmm. Because that's, of course, the fate of that tag team, right? Is Drew McIntyre's going to kill Dolph Ziggler and move on someday? Probably. So, yeah. I don't know. But maybe maybe the shield will help break them apart. Maybe that'll... You know, actually, what if, what if that's the idea? Is that, like, clearly the whole three-man group is not going to last long. But with the idea that, like, Dolph and Drew would potentially have lasted longer outside of this, what if the shield just breaks up this three-man group completely? Like, losing the to them, like, just drives Drew. He's like, fuck oh. these guys. And then he just gets rid of Dolph. And then Braun also splits. Like, all three of them just completely split from each other. Jim Ross has continuously said he sees Drew main eventing or getting the title by either this coming WrestleMania or the following year. I could see the next year, but definitely not this WrestleMania. I could see him getting the Intercontinental title, for sure. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think that might be the play. Like, if... um. Well, actually, no, because I, I could definitely see, like, Seth and Dean doing the Intercontinental title thing for a little while here, so. I don't know, but I feel like that'd be more the level for Drew McIntyre this year. Because I, I I tell you this, this is some really long-term kind of booking, but I definitely kind of feel like I see in WWE's future, they're looking at trying to put together maybe Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That would like, be interesting. I feel like they clearly want Roman to probably be champion either going all the way to WrestleMania or he'd be challenging yet again for the title at WrestleMania. But after beating Brock, even though they've kind of still skipped over that a little bit, they they kind of need to up the ante, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have a lot of people they could do that with at this point. So I feel like going to The Rock, if they could do it, would be the better one, especially just because of that tie between Roman Reigns and the Rock being family. I think you could do great shit there, but you know, that's also extremely dangerous territory if they don't want to turn him heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you not going to get booed against the Rock? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I've been super The Rock couldn't even get him booed after the one Royal Rumble. <laughs> exactly. But, like, because I mean, in my brain, I think that's been a perfect match for Roman's future as a heel would be to fight the Rock. I think actually that is the perfect match for Roman Reigns as a heel. Right? Like if he beats down his own family, especially if like all of their family is like watching at ringside like their shared family members, mm-hmm. would that be disgusting? Yeah, like, can you I imagine think it'd be it hilarious. like he bloodies the rock, like beats him up in front of the rock's own mom? He's like, oh man, like that'd be so vicious. But they won't do it. They're fucking pussies. Uh, all right, ready again to Lucha Underground? Yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, so we had a match here with Ivelisse mm-hmm. Fair trying to get the Gift of the Gods title off of El Dragon as Tekka Junior. Uh, was unsuccessful, but was able to join up with a new trios team. With Exolicious and Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. What, do you, what do you think of this team? Uh, it's a very interesting team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't... How, how do you see Ivelisse fitting in with... Because, like, Exolicious and Joey Ryan, very mm-hmm. similar characters, right? Like, you can see the gelling together. How do you see Ivelisse fitting into that? 
I feel like Ivalice is supposed to be sort of the veteran and the glue that's mm. like holding them together and like directing them towards victory. Because like they also, alpha female totally in in a way actually. Because um, if you remember too, there was a part of the reign with the unlikely trio as champions where she was injured and she basically had to just sort of do that commanding role of like telling evil or not evil of uh, telling son of havoc and Angelico kind of like what to do and directing traffic in their matches. So maybe she could kind of take on like a similar role, like while also fighting this time instead of just being injured, but sort of like she's the ring general, she's commanding Exolicious and Joey Ryan, but then she also gets in the mix. Mm-hmm. Or maybe also like a little bit of leading by example. Like she's kind of got that fiery side, so I could see it working. And she's also got a little bit more of like a like a little bit of a dramatic flair for her look. Like she's got those bright colors and the like the chain link crazy pants and shit. Like, yeah, I guess she could fit it in. I think she, I, maybe she could uh, change her look up a little bit to help fit in a little bit more. But you know. I also don't, like, necessarily expect these people to win the trios championships. Like, I think they may be contenders. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Reptile Tribe's holding on to them pretty good here, as as seen by the attempt by the Reunited Lucha League to try and take them off. But um, they had Dark Phoenix on their team yes. this time. What did you think of Dark Phoenix? I Evil think Phoenix? it works well. I don't know. What's, what's, what, what should we call this guy? Yeah, Dark Phoenix is good. Dark Phoenix? Yeah. I mean, his... His brother was Pentagon Dark. So yeah, that's true. Dark Phoenix would, would go with that style. Or Phoenix Dark. Phoenix Dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a nice way to bring him back in. But it's it's very interesting. Like I really do appreciate the fact that he really changed up his ring style and the way that he acted, too. Like He wasn't one of these guys who was just like, oh, well, I'm a heel now. Yeah. Like, you know, part of the story, obviously, there's some more weird shit going on. Yes. But, like, he's actually selling it really well. Like, he acted completely differently. His in-ring oh, style was Oh, he was way more aggressive. He was psychotically aggressive. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Um, But then, you know, we even get to see that he's, you know, in temperament totally different, too. Like, he turned on his friends. He fucking pushed over Melissa Santos. Like, mm-hmm. didn't even recognize her. He's just, he's on a warpath. Um. Well, speaking of pushing people, mm-hmm. King Cuerno and Mil Muertes throwing the referee into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty nuts. But, uh, of course, in the Lucha Underground Temple, you get rewarded for violence, not punished. So <laughs> both of these guys get a title match instead. Yeah. Double so, disqualification. You both win. <laughs> I love that. I love how he just comes out. He's like, in my temple, I reward violence. <laughs> Like I just I love that it's built into the way that the world works, right? Like the general manager it's consistent and different and it it just feeds into this crazy world. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so we got all that. I think yeah, it pretty much covers Lucha Underground this week. And then last little thing we saw was that Marty the Moth is buying a match for uh, Gift of the Gods and looks like some more. Yes. But we don't know what this more is yet. We shall see. Is it more martyr? It could, could be. Um, Ooh. Also, quick point before we go on. From NXT, I thought Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair 
had a great match this week. Oh, that was a fantastic match. I and almost forgot just, about it. And just emblematic of the fact that both of them, I think, are doing really well right now. Especially yes. Nikki Cross. I feel like I, I don't even think I really gave her enough props back for her match with Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. But like, man, Nikki Cross has really been nailing her character lately. Yeah, and I liked the oppositeness of the two of them in this match with mm-hmm. Bianca. So, yeah, exactly. Like all skill versus like all crazy. Yeah. Like I love the part where uh Bianca does oh, is it like a backflip or something like that and like Nikki was like, "Ooh, flips." <laughs> or boun- bouncy. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Bouncy. Like both both of them were just doing fucking amazing. Like, yeah, Nikki yeah. just loves the whole thing like being hit, watching violence, hitting other people. Like, she's just having a good time. She's playing around. And then Bianca Belair's just, like, being fucking annoyed with her. Yeah, like, she's taking it so seriously and just, like... Right, exactly. This woman's she's, fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, this woman's crazy or she's playing mind games. Like, like whatever the hell's going on, it's yeah. interfering with my ability to win, which is the mm-hmm. only thing I give a shit about. So, I love it. It was great on both sides. And we got this, you know kind of like double count out situation so i assume this rivalry will continue maybe we get a three-way against Kyrie. because mm-hmm. like with i, I assume yeah, shane I is going to so. be going up soon and then uh Kyrie's going to need some new challengers so unless it's going to be the uh winner of the new mayon classic then i would guess it's maybe one of these two if not both yeah possibly i mean i'd be down for that yeah. But speaking of being down for some things, we're going all the way down to hell this week for Hell in a Cell. We got predictions. We got the title on the line. Yes. Let's let's start off with the pre-show here. What do we got? Pre-show, we have the new day. Uh, we do not know the combination yet, but Biggie, Kofi, and or Xavier going going up against Rusev Day, Rusev and Aiden English. A tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Hmm. Uh, I am very confident, like 99% confident, the New mm. Day is retaining. Yeah, I am too. There, There's no way in hell that uh, Rusev Day wins here. Although, it would be a, like an interesting sort of wrinkle, maybe, for that yes. to happen. Like but... I said, like we have the announced matches for the Australia card but obviously card subject to change so they would be right. willing to do that but generally like it's very rare that WWE does that if they can't help it like obviously injuries and mm-hmm. stuff they have to change but right but also too I feel like um that the way that they've been telling the story like Rusev days finally back together Aiden like played the sacrifice card a couple times and I think this is his match and his time to lose like Aiden's finally got together but now Aiden's gonna fuck it up Mm -hmm. although I've got an interesting potential idea for you which it still would involve uh, New Day retaining but a little bit more interesting way for this to play out because I feel like their their idea is have Aiden lose and then Rusev turns on Aiden which is I don't think the really good way to go right because I don't want to risk turning Rusev heel because I feel like Rusev is the better project right now as far as being a face. And you'd want to keep Aiden English, like... Anyway, so the idea would be, I think instead, maybe you have Rusev be the one who fucks it up for them. 
Like, have Rusev take the loss. Like, you know, Big E pins him or something. And then afterwards, Aiden turns on him in frustration. Maybe even aligning with the bar. Or maybe just, like, on his own. Like, he's pissed off. Is like, I finally got it together for this team. And then now you're the one who let me down. And then, like, beats up Rusev. Mm-hmm. Like, only for a little bit. And then he'd probably have to run off. But Yeah. It'd be interesting. Because then I think... Maybe or maybe that'd be the way you evolve it. Like first, Aiden gets pissed off, dumps Rusev, yeah, but then has to run. And then when Rusev's kind of trying to come after him next week on SmackDown, Aiden English needs some partners, so he aligns with the Bar. Then you've got like Aiden English in the Bar versus Rusev in the New Day. Like you could do something like that for like a six-man tag team match. Lead up to New Day versus uh, the Bar, obviously at uh, Super Showdown, and then maybe you could even have like Rusev and Aiden English as like a special singles match. Yeah, because they're obviously Aiden and Rusev aren't staying together too much longer. I don't think so. No, and and honestly, the way that they've been writing this group, like I on, I don't really want them to stay together for that long because I don't think that they're tapping into the potential of this group. Like they're just no, definitely not. They're just caught up in this really weird um, sentiment and storyline of like having to like overly push uh, like the sentiment between these guys, and it's just. I don't know, I liked it a lot better when it was goofy fun. Yeah. And now with, like, serious <laughs> things well, going they, on. Yeah, they just keep getting too sidetracked right into, like, serious melodrama between these three. So, I say break it up, move on. Because I think that Russo could be fine without Aiden. Like, I know I had said before, like, Aiden is super crucial to Rusev being babyface, but maybe he could get over it get past it and i think that aiden english could maybe do something else interesting like maybe going back to being a heel possibly um fuck it so yeah new days retaining for sure what do we got next on the card uh then we have i'm not sure of the order let's just do it from here daniel bryan brie bella versus the miz and maurice mixed tag team match hmm I feel like Daniel Bryan and Bree take this just because WWE this part does to be, the back and forth. Yeah, I, and I want the mixed tag to be over. Like I'm hoping for. I don't think the feud is over from here totally with Daniel Bryan and the Miz, just because I don't think a mixed tag match can be the conclusion to it. Right. But at least get the women out of the picture now with this. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Daniel, uh, Dan and Bree, uh, take this one. Yeah, I feel like the the only somewhat interesting way to have like Miz and Maurice win would be like if Maurice knocked out Brie with a pair of brass knuckles in this match mm-hmm. and then they pinned her like but then you'd have to have another match between these either yeah. either, either between the four of them or between just Brie and Maurice and either one of those I don't want and so, so I will further predict I think the finish is going to be Brie pinning Maurice yeah I yeah I definitely well I don't know is she going to pin Maurice or is she going to tap her out with the uh the yes lock I I don't know. I guess either one of those, but I I just meant yeah, I see yeah, the finish. Bree's being... gonna win the match, exactly. Right, because so afterwards to... Miz can be like, "Oh, well, only your wife won, not you." Yeah, and then then you can have the singles match with Daniel Bryan and the Miz at whatever show you want to do it on because they have five thousand to choose from. <laughs> I think they're. I think they're, aren't they already slated to fight at the Super Show? Let me check. Because I think I feel like I remember there was an advertisement that they're fighting, oh, and yes, it's a number one they, contenders match. Yes, exactly. That's what made me think of it. They they are in a number one contenders match for the yeah, WWE so then, like, Champions. How the fuck would that happen if Dana Bryan lost here? 
Yeah, so it's got to be the, either one of them losing, right? Like Daniel Bryan well, no, and Miz. Because Miz already won one before. So True. Daniel Bryan wins, then they're 1 1. But I, I meant like that the guys pinning each other. Right? Oh, okay. Then, gotcha. Then it doesn't make sense going into uh, like, well, yeah, I just beat you. So why would I go into a number one contenders match with you? <laughs> yeah. So at least if the women do the pinning or the submitting, then you can go, okay, we weren't involved. Yep. And then we can just all admit that this is a giant waste of time to fluff the feud. Yep. Uh, anyway. So WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre coming in as champions versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I legitimately actually think this is probably the hardest match to pick on the card. Because because of two lines of thinking. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vince in WWE would be very, 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 very tempted to put the tag titles on the shield just for the fact of then being able to be like, look, the shield has all the gold. Yes. That's what I was thinking. But then at the same time, because I'm trying to think like still like the next step is either because here, here's the problem. If you if you have shield with all the gold, mm-hmm. then you're going to really run very fast into the problem of like potentially having turned the whole shield heel. Yes, because, because then they they're holding the all the gold. And that, that is like evolution move right there. And that right now is the only string they can pull on to make Roman Reigns a face. So if they fuck with that. They're really in trouble. <laughs> the other thought is, the next step forward, unless they want to go with it, because I think it would actually be very interesting, and I'd be super down for them trying to do a storyline of like the whole shield turning heel, and they're just this faction that hoards the gold. That could be mm-hmm. very cool. I'm down <laughs> with that. But it's they the precious. <laughs> but they don't want to do that, because that means Roman Reigns is a heel, and they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, if the next step is then Dean has to turn heel and break up the shield, then I think that would be done easier if he's the only person in the shield that doesn't have a title. Right? Because that would help drive the motivation and the anger. Because, like, if he's the tag team champion, then he'd be like, well, all right, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could drive home the fact, like, oh, well, you're only the tag team champion and both of us are singles champions. Like, maybe you could do that. But I feel like that point would be driven home a lot clearer if he just doesn't have a title at all. Yeah. Right, because then you've got the visual of like, oh, but Roman's got the Universal Championship. Seth's got the Intercontinental Championship. And there's Dean. But there's just Dean. (laughs) Just Dean sitting in the corner. Dean as Renee Young. He just wears her around her belt. (laughs) Uh, So that's, I, I think, and also they just switched the belts. Like, cause I feel like they could have done this match without the belts if they wanted to, but they just switched them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say Dolphin, uh, reason. Yeah. Dolphin drew. There's too many D names in this match. I was about to say Dolphin Dean, Dolphin Dean retain. No, Dolphin drew retain or the, the dogs of war. Yeah. Possibly. Whatever. However, I'm, I say they retain. What do you, uh, what do you say? I'm going to, I'm going to say shield takes it. Ooh, you say the shield takes it. Like, that is that's the fucking thing though, right? Is because it's like, god damn it, it's like Vince McMahon's booking the show. <laughs> and Vince McMahon would totally fucking just be like, give it to the shield. Where's the cruiserweight title? Give that to them too. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, you're the newest member of the Shield, so that they also have the women's title. Oh my gosh. Alright, what do we have next? Okay, so then we have uh Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch SmackDown Women's Championship. 
This is the other hardest match to pick on the card. Mm-hmm. This is also the one that I'm the most invested in, personally. Yes. I think I want Becky to win it, mm-hmm. but I think Charlotte retains just to go into Evolution as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay, so you say Charlotte retains. And they also have a match at the Super Showdown for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yep, that's true. That's true. That's that's why I think actually Becky Lynch is going to win. Because I don't feel like there's a way for them to justify the rematch otherwise. And honestly, I feel like this is a similar situation with Shinsuke Nakamura. Where like Shinsuke turned heel and then he needed a big win. Like He had to get the win, otherwise he was fucked. I feel like Becky Lynch is a similar boat here where like she, after coming off of this giant turn and this angle and how much momentum she's got behind her, she kind of needs to win. And there's just, there's been so much strong backlash against this that I feel like WWE maybe is going (laughs) to, is maybe going to be smart enough this time. Um, The other bigger hope, which this would totally go against what their rumors are for these sorts of things, but this would be fucking amazing if they were smart enough to do this. If you put the title on Becky Lynch here, then at Evolution, instead of having two title matches where the championships get defended, what mm-hmm. about this, Joe? What if you had champion versus champion, and you had armbar versus armbar? You had R- Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. That would be, be awesome. fucking tight. That would be the best fucking main event you could make right now. For they that just pay-per-view. keep going after each other's arms. Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. Please, WWE. That'd be so sick. Rod Rousey versus, and they're actually kind of like similar size too. Like, ah, it'd be so good because I think that's one of Ronda Rousey's or Ronda Rousey's issues, right? She's a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So inside of the world of WWE, like going up against some of like the bigger girls, she doesn't look as big. But, like, Becky Lynch is, like, the same size. I think. Around it, yeah. I don't think I've seen them stand next to each other. But, like, they're similar size, so. It's so, it's so tough to tell from TV. But, like, just from a visual standpoint, though. You could totally yeah. sell that. Man, that would be such a good match. Fucking give it to me. Joe, I want it really bad. So, I'm picking Becky Lynch. All right. I'm, I'm going, going out of limb. I'm staying with Charlotte. Uh, the next one's a lot easier to pick. Mm. Oh, no, sorry. That's the match after this one. Sorry. Uh, next one is Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton Hell in a Cell match. Oh, yeah. This is easy. Orton's going to kill that poor boy. I think so, too. I just think there's a small part in giving Jeff Hardy the win because he wants to be in a Hell in a Cell match. Well, I think that's why so. they're just giving him the match. Yeah. They're not giving him the win. They're like, hey, you're going to be written out of TV for a little while. How do you want to do it? Well, I've never done a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> Cool. Randy Orton's going to kick your ass. We're going to kill you. Yeah. So you're going with Orton, uh, too? Yeah. I'm going with Orton, too. Yeah. Next also, one. It almost like fucking books itself, right? Like, Jeff Hardy gets all excited. He does a high spot. He fucking yeah. misses. Randy Orton pins him. Like, something in his ear do... again. Like, RKO's see... his ear. I just don't want to see him do, like, the huge leap off the top of the cell. Uh, that's all I ask. Here you go. Swanton bomb off the cell. Into an RKO. Oh my god, if they pulled that off. That would be the most insane spot of all time. <laughs> and if they... And you know what? And then they just have it be a two count. <laughs> that's that's how WWE would book that shit. Oh my gosh. 
And you know, Orton would get up after that and like make a comment about indie fans or something. <laughs> yep, and then he'd be like talking about dives. It's like, see, dive. see what happens when you dive. <laughs> uh, next one I think is even easier to predict: Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. I think Ronda retains. Yeah, there's there's no way that she's losing this title here. Uh, Rousey absolutely retains. Uh, the only question is whether this one is also going to be a squash or if they're going to let Alexa get some offense, which it I seems think they're like going to Alexa get a little bit of offense. Yeah, because they're here's the weird nonsense of this, Joe. You remember what happened at SummerSlam? How like Ronda Rousey broke Alexa Bliss's arm? Yes. Do you remember how long Alexa Bliss's arm was broken for after that? A week. A week. OK, so Ronda Rousey has now been um quote unquote what injured by Alexa Bliss for like how long? Like a week? Going Probably into about, her match yeah. now? And what what are the different things that happened? Ronda Rousey like legitimately fucking did this like move to like break Alexa Bliss's arm. Alexa Bliss just like kicked Ronda Rousey in the stomach and like apparently broke her ribs. This is so fucking backwards. It is odd. I hate this. I was I I legitimately hate how much like, Alexa Bliss just got over that broken arm. I thought that was beyond stupid. Like, she should have been in a cast for weeks. It sucks. Oh, well. Yeah, no sell. No sell at all. Uh, Alright, so then we have... Oh, Maybe Ronda Rousey will break both her arms this time. Actually, that'd be funny as shit. Oh my god, if she just broke both her arms and Alexa Bliss, she's like, can't even, she can't even get out of the ring. Like, she just has to get, like, carted out, and then she comes out to Raw with two casts on. Oh my god. Like, those casts that have, like, the braces going from, like, your ribs to your arms, so, like, yes. you can't put your arms fully down. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, she comes out with, like, Alec- uh, uh, Alicia Fox and uh, Mickey James just, like, propping her up. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Then we have the other Hell in a Cell match, which is Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman um, with Mick Foley's special guest referee for the WWE Universal Championship. I don't think they could fit any more gimmicks into this match. No, it's also it's Strowman's cash-in. Like, maybe. It's also maybe his cash-in. Yes. So this is literally how it's listed on Wikipedia, what the uh, description is. Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship with Mick Foley as special guest referee. In smaller print, this is Strowman's Money in the Bank cash and match. <laughs> Wait, they actually have that written? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. So, the, I guess they are going with the official story that this is the cash in which... No, this is just the Wikipedia page, so... Okay. Yeah. But I mean, Could even, even, the way they are, even the way they're presenting the storyline, that's supposed to be the idea, right? It's supposed to be. I can see a swerve, though, happening at one point of... Right. Like, uh, Bob, what's his name? Who's <laughs> the general manager. Oh, Baron Corbin? Corbin, yeah. Going like, you never actually cashed it in, so I'm giving it to someone else. Or you could even give it back to Braun. Like, yeah. I could see them doing that. Now that um, Braun's heel, yes. Yeah, so they could do that kind of swerve, um, but at least for right now, it looks like they're presenting that this is supposed to be the cash-in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Reigns is retaining. Reigns is 100% retaining. I don't see any way that Strowman gets the title here. Yeah, and and yeah, the reason they put McFoley in here was so that I assume they're going to do some sort of bump here with Braun Strowman. Small bump. Small bump, please. I think it might have him take like a power slam. 
Oh no, that's what I mean. I just I mean like not off. Oh, the... Oh okay, just like not off the cage and shit. Yeah. Not not big... the biggest bump. <laughs> Medium sized bump. <laughs> just a little bump of the road, just a speed bump. Because Mick Foley has looked the best he has ever looked in like twenty years now. Like yeah. losing mm-hmm. weight, he looks like he's moving better. Like mm-hmm. like let's not ruin this. <laughs> DDP yoga baby. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, yeah. I think he'll do something to get some heat. And that'll be yes. good, right? Because, like, you know, maybe Braun could finally get some legitimate heel heat here. Yes. Oh, doing anything to Mick Foley? Mm-hmm. 100% heat. And, you know what, I do have to give them credit, because this is finally, like, a thing that, like, okay, if he does something to Mick Foley, that makes sense for Braun's character, and that is something that would get him heel heat. Like, yes. good job. Because they've been doing these, like, weird things where, like, all of a sudden, lately, Braun is just supposed to be a heel for some reason, like, just talking about how, like, I don't care what the fans think about my Hell in a Cell match. And it's like, you didn't, like, talk about impressing the fans before, so I don't really know why I care about you saying that you don't care about us now. Yeah. Like, that shit is just weird and forced. But, like, him being a wild, crazy man who beats up the ref in a match, like, that makes sense. Yeah. For Braun Strowman. And then, you know, if you put a, a man in there that we fucking love because he's a legend, then it makes us sad because he done this thing. <laughs> like... Okay, good job. Exactly. Uh, and so then we go to our final match. Uh, AJ Styles versus Samojo. Just a plain old singles match for the WWE Championship. I actually see Joe winning it here. Hmm, okay. You're going because with... this, is a, this is another match where we, we're going to see a follow-up at Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. And so I can see them exchanging the title. Okay. Uh, I I think that Styles is going to retain. Okay. And I think they are doing another follow-up match at Super Showdown, which actually leads me to believe I think they're going to kind of recycle their finish at SummerSlam. But you think maybe... this is going to be another like double TQ or well, that was a double count out, right? Or no, it was DQ. I think, Sorry, I think it was just DQ, DQ right? I think AJ just yes. hit him with the chair and DQ'd himself. So, so I think this it... could be double count out or something like that. Yeah, I think it, it's either going to be that, or I think it could actually be even just more of the same and more of the same direction. Like, I think that this time maybe AJ's going to get himself disqualified, and maybe this time it's going to be less of just like, oh, I had one little moment of outburst of anger. Like, I think he might just go full fucking ham this time. Mm. Like, get himself disqualified and then not stop hitting Joe. Yeah. Like, be like, I'm fucking done with you, man. Like, I don't care what it takes for you to stop fucking with my family and stop fucking with me. Like... I will beat you to death with this chair. Something like that to then be like, whoa, we got to stop all this shit. And then at Super Showdown, we'll have like a no disqualification match or like Street Fighter, a a down under brawl or something. Like some sort of brawl. Like some sort of stipulation match to end it all kind of thing. Because the other thing also, like I feel like my my other argument is going to be the same that I had last time going into SummerSlam, which is that AJ Styles is the cover star for the new game, and I don't think they're taking the title off of him before that. So, for for all those reasons, I'm saying AJ Styles is going to retain, but uh, I don't think that it's necessarily going to be a clean win. I think he'll give in to that anger, because he was talking this week on SmackDown, right, that he said, that, like, Joe's figured out that my biggest weakness is my temper. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's going to be kind of what plays into this. I, I, yeah, I just see mm-hmm. Joe taking it and then them 
exchanging it. Mm-hmm. I could also definitely see that. Like, that's for sure. Oh, that would be sad, right? Like, if they just give it to Joe and he only has it for a couple weeks and then just give it back. Like, yeah. I would like to see Joe get a, a more proper run. Also, I, I feel like I would like to see Joe. I don't, to me, like, this angle just feels a little bit too hokey to be the one that gives him the title. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like for Joe to just come in and be like, I don't have to do this weird shit. Like, I'm just going to kill you, I'm just going to tap you out, and become the champion. And then and he does. It. Like, he doesn't have to do this weird thing of, like... Because the only thing that just, like, to me is just, like, a little bit too far is just being, like, it being weird and then I don't take it as seriously is when he goes to the level of saying, then, like, I'm going to be their new dad. <laughs> like, at the end of his little picture book where he did the whole, like, night-night AJ, yes. like, the last picture of him, like, having the championship and then also being with Wendy and Annie was just like, all right, come on. Like, I think it would have been a lot better if it was just like, all right, here's a picture of me at the end. I've got the championship, and then here's a picture of you broken and maybe even alone. Like, yeah. whether you're broken with the family or maybe you're broken and then your family's like, left you. AJ's, like, AJ's family's celebrating with Joe with the championship, yeah, and then AJ's, yeah. like, alone in a corner. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Bloodied AJ in the corner, and they're all just cheering for Joe with the title instead of, like, sitting with him for a family portrait. Like, as if he's gonna start fucking her now. Like, I don't know. It's just... It's just weird. Because mm-hmm. in, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just silly, but whatever. That's WWE's wheelhouse sometimes, I guess. Exactly. Although it, this definitely did feel more like a really bad era TNA kind of feud and storyline with the whole like questioning AJ and his family and stuff like that. Yeah, it was Claire. I was expecting Claire Lynch to come out. <laughs> oh God! No, stay away. Stay away from that. Uh, let's see. I, I, I think that's most of the card, right? Was there anything else that's, on there? That is it. That is the whole thing. It's yeah, you know only what? eight matches. Only eight. You know what? That's actually a reasonable amount of matches. <laughs> w, keep doing this. Um. Well, they already broke it for a Super Showdown. They have ten announced for that one. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm willing to give that one a little bit more of a pass, because that's like a new international Australia, audience. Year. Right, yeah. like you're giving, like, we're going to a different country. These people don't get to see them as often. Like, let's bring yeah. everybody that's that's true. That's fair. But yeah, all right. So we we've differed on three matches. This is gonna be exciting. We it's down to the Raw Tag Team Titles, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the WWE Title. Mm-hmm. Those matches will determine who is the Super Smart Brothers Champion coming out of Hell in a Cell. It'll be me. So you'll be hearing my voice first thing next week. If that were to happen, Charlotte's got to retain. Joe has to win the WWE Title. Which I think is probably your biggest gamble. I don't think that's happening by a long shot. Um, or the oh, really? Shield's got to win the tag titles. Like I don't, I don't think Joe's winning it here. Of, I thought of, some of my other picks were the bigger gambles. All right. So of the, what, which one do you think is least likely for me to pan out correctly? Uh, Raw so tag, we SmackDown opposite? tag, and WWE title. Raw and SmackDown tag, right? Yeah. And then WWE title. Which one do I think is? the longest shot for you to get yeah because i think the longest shot for you is the wwe title i'm pretty confident on styles like with dolphin drew and lynch i'm a little bit like uh i'm on the oh wait wait so you said rusev and aiden win smackdown right no no no. smackdown tag were the same Uh, raw tag which ones raw tag yep yeah i picked dolphin drew you picked shield 
And then, wait. Uh, hold and on. SmackDown tag for me. I picked Lynch, you picked Charlotte. Oh, SmackDown Women's. You yep. kept saying SmackDown tag. I was like... Oh, wait. my bad. My bad. Um, You think Becky wins yeah. the SmackDown Women's. So I think that's your longest shot. Yeah, that is that is pretty long shot. Yeah. Damn it. Like, only because... But it but, makes sense. That's the thing. Like, if they did it, they I feel like they have to turn Becky Lynch face though out of that. Like, and that's gonna be hard to do if she loses. But I mean, Charlotte could fucking totally screw her, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there's that storyline. Like, you you could definitely do that. But but here's the I guess the danger of turning Charlotte all the way heel right now though is they do still want to build up to a, a horsewomen match, right? Like four horsewomen. Mm-hmm. And if they want to do that soon, then I think they got to keep all the horsewomen face. But you have to turn Becky face for that to happen. But you got to keep Charlotte face. So, I don't know. It's toughy water. You know what? They just shouldn't have booked themselves into that corner, but they did. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I think Becky's got to win. Anyway, we'll see. I think, I think we'll the see queen tomorrow. retains. Holy shit. It's only tomorrow. I know. Because we're doing this show on Saturday next time instead of uh, Thursday. Yeah, because uh, fuck alternators. Yep. Yeah, fuck alternators. Oh, and one last thing to talk, because I'm just looking over my sheet here. Uh, Two last things I wanted to get your opinion on before we leave. One, what do you think of the new combination of Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley? I like it. I just don't like the theme of all these 205 Live guys coming in as managers. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, so far, I think it works. Like, I like Drake as the AOP manager, and I like, um, whatchamacallit? Leo Rush. Leo Rush as with Bobby Lashley. I just hope that it's not going to be like, all right, now Drew Gulak is the manager for this person. <laughs> right, like, it just becomes, a like, manager 05? Yes. <laughs> uh, and then what else did you want to hit me with oh and the other thing was uh with all those like connor's kids cure kids coming out yeah Connor's cure kids oh yeah the one guy uh actually i was my question was going to be to you as far as like a a potential future career for big show like what do you think about if he were to stop wrestling what if he were just become like an announcer or something i think he would be great in the this kind of role with or like like kind of that social ambassador role you're saying social ambassador Mm -hmm. to like the the connor's cure kids and the um make a wish kids everything like that and like he just brings them out every once in a while mm-hmm. on stage maybe does a little skit with them i think it'd be fan he's he's such a big lovable teddy bear type guy that i think he's perfect for that mm-hmm. as long as they keep him face right because yes you know, if they just they turn him heel like that and all of a sudden he's beating up the beating up the goddess cure kids uh yeah bringing up that though did you see the whole thing about that the one kid wearing the shirt with the cross through the um, Susan G. Komen symbol. No. What? Yeah. It, they So they had, most of them were little kids, but then they had two. And it was a guy and a girl who were probably mm-hmm. teenagers. And I think they said the one guy was like around 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And he had a shirt on that had the pink ribbon for the Susan G. Komen. And had what like, the circle with the line through it of yeah. saying like, no, he had, and it had that over the symbol. Wow. On a shirt. And there's arguments of whether he was saying no to Susan G. Komen or that like... Or, or like the, no to breast pink, cancer? No to breast cancer. Like that mm-hmm. that was this, the, his symbol of breast cancer. And just mm. so very interesting. 
Yeah. I didn't even think about it until someone pointed out like I think he was protesting Susan Jacoman because they had they've had a lot of uh criticism against them for how they run there. Yeah, some of some of their business practices have been a little questionable, especially yes. with like so, how much their CEO pays herself and stuff. But, yes. So yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, that would be really interesting actually, as far as because like WWE has been doing that Their Susan partners. G. Komen every fucking yeah. year. So if if they do that, if they do that again this year, I wonder if that's going to get brought up. Mm. Oh boy. Let's see. Well, all right. Oh, we yeah, we'll, they'll, they'll, have to send, they'll have to send Kramer Kingstown over there to, <laughs> to cover it. I'm like, oh man, the WWE's got themselves in a bungle this time. <laughs> You're in quite a pickle. You're in quite the pickle. <laughs> and we will be in quite the pickle next week when we are reviewing Hell in the Cell and running down all the other 20 cards that are going to be happening in the next couple weeks. So catch us here next week, hopefully at normal time, as long as my car allows me to. <laughs> so see you guys next week.